0: Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome on the Culture News. My name is David Cerebro. And I have the pleasure to have today, over the phone, but also on video with Zoom, the technology, the lovely, the amazing Chloe Flower. So who is Chloe Flower? For maybe the two people who live in Alaska or in the south of France who haven't heard (laughs) about her. She is simply perhaps to me, one of the greatest pianists of all time. She's not just a classical pianist, she's also a writer, she's also a producer, but something that is very dear to my heart is that she has opened the classical piano to so many different genres, and also opened this beautiful classical music, mixed it with Contemporary compositions and what some people call classical crossover, but it's way beyond that. She has now her own universe. And thanks to her, a lot of many girls around the world, many people around the world are discovering piano, classical piano, because guess what? She's partnering with so many different singers. And guess what? Cardi B, she played with Cardi B. I say hello. Cardi, I love you. Say hello to Cardi B and she played the piano. She rocked the Grammys and she's a wonderful philanthropist and God bless her for that. But enough with my talking. From now on, I will not talk, I promise. Only one phrase per question, which you know for a French Moroccan Jew, it's very difficult not to speak, but I will try. But let me tell you, I am so happy today, ladies and gentlemen, please meet the one and only Chloe Flower. Chloe, how are you today?
1: Hi, I'm so honored to be here. That was the nicest intro I've ever received. Thank you.
0: Well, you know, you can hire me to do the intros of all your shows and all of your interviews, I will always be very very happy. So, please, thank you.
1: <laughs> I'm going to make a note of that.
0: <laughs> please, please do. I have a new please do. I'm, I'm already by your door. I have the luggage ready, you know. <laughs> so, I know how busy you are and I really appreciate that you are taking, you know, a few minutes out of your very busy schedule. So that really means a lot. Thank you so, 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 so much. So the first question I would love to ask you, I ask that question to everybody, even though I know so much about you, but I would love to know, can you tell us where you are from and how did you start music? How did you start piano?
1: Yes, I started at the age of two. So I gave my first performance. My mother said, I don't remember exactly how old I was, but she says I was three at a nursing home. So from a very early age, I was uh, promoting music therapy.
0: (laughs) Wow. So you started at the age of three? Two. At two. What took you so long?
1: (laughs) My first performance was at three, but I started uh, piano at two. And then I also played the violin and the cello for many years, I think, which helped Uh, helped helped me become uh, a composer because I understand string instruments as well. So that was a great experience to have as a child.
0: Wow. Do you know how many people now feel horrible about their career? Now that you have told us that you started piano at two, I started piano when I was, I think, 13 or 14. And I thought I started early, you know, so now I realize my career means nothing, you know.
1: You know, I always say it's never too early and it's never too late to start. So I think Podorowski didn't start taking serious lessons till he was in his 20s. So he was one of the best pianists in the world. So uh,
0: talking about talking about all these older pianists, who are the pianists that really influenced you? Who are the music influences? Because did you start by being really, you know, like a... Uh, I would say tight-minded but not in a bad way but like a very uh, single-minded that's perhaps what I meant to say into classical pure pianist or did you actually right away you were like listening to such a whole variety of uh, music and styles?
1: You know I have always loved pop music and by pop I mean popular. So I remember when I was tiny, I was a little kid, I was listening to um I found this old CD of Montel Jordan, This is how we do it. And I was like, I love these beats. And it was an old song. It had already been out for a while. And so that was kind of an introduction for me into a style of music that I hadn't heard and I loved it. I loved the aesthetic of pop music. I listened to so much um Christina Aguilera, Destiny's Child, Beyonce, Rihanna growing up, Nicole Scherzinger. I loved all of these women who were so fierce and so such powerful performers. And, you know, as a pianist, I had been trained from very early on that you don't engage with your audience. Like we don't even, like you can even see, that's my piano, you can even see that um, I don't even face the audience when I play, so I'm usually like this. and. Um, So that that interaction was something I always uh, loved when I would watch pop music and it was something that was missing from classical. I thought that they had to be separate my pretty much my whole life as I went into conservatory. um, As I started training in conservatory at 12, which is late I was like old compared to everybody else. Um, like your age and we were old and i i i always thought that i was trained from very early on this is separate pop is very different in classical music you don't engage with your audience you're in your own zone your focus so the whole uh aspect of classical music was so different to me performance wise and and stylistically and musically right and um there was only one way to interpret you know as i grew up learning piano lessons this is how you interpret Bach, and this is the right way but then you go to a different teacher or a different master class and they would say this is how you interpret Bach, and it's this way and it was so subjective and i remember thinking why does it have to be one way why can't it be the way that you feel i didn't know how to really um think about that in terms of my career because i was still learning but definitely i was aware of it since the beginning and and i was very open to pop music since the beginning and i think that's kind of how organically i evolved into popsicle (laughs)
0: Well, you know, good things happen for uh, a reason, and I am so glad that God really brought you to where you are today, you know, so uh, congratulations. So how did you start to do that move, that switch from these classical piano playing Chopin, even though you still play, of course, all these classics, but to go from that to your One of the last videos uh, I watched of you, which was mind-blowing, it's Bohemian, right? Bohemian party, right? Is that it's called? Bohemian Bo-he- party.
1: It, yes, it's called Bohemia.
0: Bohemia. I'm sorry, Bohemia. The way you say it sounds much better. I can tell you that. You know,
1: <laughs> you can call it whatever so you f- want.
0: It, it was really mind-blowing that you start oh. with this beautiful classical piano and then that R&B Almost urban beat is is coming, you know. To, 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 you know, it was. How did you um, envision that kind of a mix of these two genres? Because when you play, we can feel. Oh, she's playing. Uh, uh, you know, if I mute the sound and I watch you playing, I'm like, she's playing Rachmaninoff Concerto Number Three. You know, <laughs> she's playing like the heavy stuff. You know, um, but then when we put the music, we're like, oh my god. That could be, uh, um, I don't know, like a regular, uh, a good hip-hop beat from uh, uh, a hip-hop artist. So how did you start to envision these kind of mixes of these two genres?
1: I am so happy you like Bohemia and you can call it whatever you want (laughs) as long as you enjoy it. But I, 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 you know, it was very organic for me because I, the first time I ever experimented with this sound for real was in London. And I was, um, in a practice room, uh, practicing Bach and I was just kind of bored with it. And so I started listening to Ja Rule and Ashanti and, um, lean back, like was, I think lean back was a song that Joe that I was listening to, um, outside of my practice room. And I just started listening to it for a break and I started playing my Bach with it. And I was like, wow, this kind of works. In a weird way, if I were able to like figure out how to take out some of the sounds from "Lean Back" and how to rearrange some of the writing from Bach, it could work. And what I started to realize was, um, with classical crossover music, I the genre was so inspiring for me because it was so different than classical music. But at that point, I hadn't heard any music that resonated with me as a person, as an artist. Um, I didn't. I didn't hear music that I I particularly liked the drum beats. I really liked pop drums and hip hop drums and R&B drums. And so when I combined those two together, which are so different, like almost polar opposites, I realized that two completely opposite sounds like somehow work together. And so I just went hard and I was like, okay, I'm going to do trap beats, 808s, and I'm going to do Piano with it and see how it goes and so I treat each drum sound like I produced Bohemia um, myself and so every sound you hear I treated like an instrument as if they were in an orchestra, you know, like if you hear a cymbal or a hi hat. You know, oftentimes in pop music, you are able to just copy, paste, copy, paste, right? But because there's lyrics over top, it kind of distracts you. It's almost secondary, the drums. But in my music, there's no lyric vocal lines. So every instrument, every sound is equally important. So I had to, you know, program each sound individually. I didn't do any copy and pasting. I, if it was a little bit different, it was okay. Like I didn't mind that. Um, and I just found that, you know, um, I feel like I, even so more so now lately, I trust my instincts and um, even more now than I did before. But I always felt like if I didn't react physically to something, I felt like it was good. Like it was good to go. You know, like I would listen to something and usually when it doesn't work, I have a strong reaction. I'll be like, whoa, you know, like jolting. And so um, I just found that it, it was working and it was just so hard to explain to people, you know, cause it was like, oh, I want trap beats and classical piano and strings. Um, and, and so the easiest way for me to, do, to explain was to just play it and, and learn how to program and write it myself and explain it through sound. <laughs> so that's kind of how it happened.
0: Well, I'm so, so happy that you went a thousand percent into it and you were so successful. Everybody loves your stuff. You mentioned R&B, but you worked with the king, the master of R&B, Mr. Babyface. Like, hello, like the Mr. and you know, he produced all the greatest uh, artists, the, the list is, is huge, please send my regards, you know, he's one of the greatest, so, and it was kind of a, uh, some sort of a new, uh, I would say, it came out of a big news because someone like uh, babyface, who is used to produce, you know, uh, male or female or band, like people, like uh, I think even produced boys to men, if I remember uh, correctly, right? So he was producing all of these people, and and go from that to um, classical pianist. So that must have been something extraordinary. But as always, uh, this genius, you know, they they have a good flair. For, for a good uh, talent, and we're so blessed. So fast forwarding to all the new things you are doing. I love how you put your music videos together. It is so rare, just for regular classical pianists, they don't do, it's not something that, you know, like an opera singer, when you record an aria, you don't do a music video about it, you <laughs> know? Uh, it's uh, but. I'm so happy that you have created also your own universe with uh, uh, the where you put the video where it was filmed. I think I recognized where it was filmed. It was in New York, no? Was it in New York? Okay, okay. I think I, I think I know where it was uh, and uh, the club uh, and um, it was so well done. Even the colors, the lightings, and and the how you are moving with your head and your hair and all of that. Do you think that um, you are? I would say. Uh, a 360-degrees package that writes her own music, who puts her own beat, her own musical universe, her own music universe, her own uh, also with the music video. Because you understood that classical musicians have to go beyond just what was the CD before. Now it's a word of image and you uh, master that. You're working with brands and all of that. So do you think that this is today um also the direction that you should, that you like to go where you have your own universe 360 degrees from writing the music to the beat to doing the music video.
1: Definitely, I, I, I built this universe that I live in, um, uh, partly because I, um, I, not because I wanted to, more because I had to. Um, I have a very specific uh, idea of what you know, because I write my own music and because I produce my own music and I, you know, I style myself, I have a like a strong sense of what I want to look like. So I have an opinion about that. And, and, you know, I like to work with people who give me other ideas because I don't necessarily think that my opinion is always right. It's important, you know, obviously to always surround yourself with great people like Babyface um, or, you know, Deb Tam who directed a lot of my videos. She's like amazing creative. Um, And to have that input because otherwise you don't really grow, right? And so, but I I created this space because I felt like, like we talked about earlier, I felt like I didn't fit in to what existed in terms of classical music and classical crossover and pop music. So I didn't feel like I had a place where I could say, I sound like this. I don't sound like classical. I don't sound like classical crossover. I don't sound like pop. So it was really me building this universe, hopefully, you know, inspiring other people to come to my universe, (laughs) you know, come into this universe. Cause I know with all the people out there, I know that there has to be other young girls or, or, or people my age who feel like they don't fit into that specific genre that has been doing so well, even though it sells so well, and it does so well, I just, it didn't, It wasn't me. So I, I, I'm assuming that there are other people out there. And then, you know, um, the music videos for me are another like dimension, another added dimension to to the song, because I think it's important when you don't have lyrics uh, to have a visual and to show your personality through, through the music so that people can uh, not only enjoy the music but also enjoy the visual because we live in such a visual time right now. And, and it's like a way for me to express you know how the song is what inspired me like for instance Bohemia was with, with the trap beats and and with the sounds that I used, it, the box where we shot it in New York City—I mean, that was the perfect place. I wouldn't have shot that, you know, in a flower garden, for instance. It wouldn't match the vibe of the song. So that's just another added dimension that I like to use, and I think um, that that can be attractive. You know, it's kind of working into that pop aesthetic where you're you're trying to package instrumental music in a different way that that than people are used to seeing. You know, they think of classical, and then they think yeah. of like. Um, Kenny G who's amazing. I love Kenny G, but like I'm very different from both of those people
0: groups. Absolutely. And uh, so one question I, I I know I promise to, you know, nobody believes me in the business anymore. When I say, it's just a 10 minutes interview, you know, (laughs) they know that it takes just 10 minutes just to say hello for me, you know? (laughs) So I I appreciate your time. It really, really means a lot. Um, So, you play all these varieties of uh, genres. When you go back to Chopin, when you go back to Mozart, when you go back to Mendelssohn, when you go back to all these guys, do you think it impacts the way you play it? Uh, Do you think you make it uh, more lyrical or does it sound more easy when you go back after to Mozart, actually after playing contemporary stuff, uh, or you have to retrain a little bit uh, differently. Uh, how How do you feel?
1: You know it's it, I think it's because the way that I interpret classical music is still me. and uh, so I think that it's the same in the sense that like, like I was just actually, I played for, um, I just did a photo shoot the other day and they asked me to play something. So I played a Chopin Nocturne, which, you know, it's always, everyone loves Chopin usually. Um, And it was sunset. So it was like the timing was right for a Chopin Nocturne. But um, I played it the same as I would have played it 10 years ago or 20 years ago when I was a kid. Um, It's still me. And I think that like the goal for my album is, I want people to hear instrumental music in a different way. I want them to hear me on the radio and be like, that sounds like Chloe Flower, even though they don't have any lyrics and they can't hear my voice or see my picture. So like, it's like, I just want them to to be able to hear the difference between me and somebody else. And, and, And that's not just, that's like training your ear in a certain way, but also showing your personality. My personality, you'll still hear it in Chopin, you may not hear it as much because there's. Um, I try to honor the interpretation that the composer wrote, right? Uh, yeah. So I try to honor those moments for that composer. But otherwise, it does sound like me, and I have a very specific sound. And I think that as we as we start to create more. Uh, demand in music education and create more instrumentalists and musicians coming from schools, you're gonna start to hear those personalities. You're gonna hear someone play Tammy or Bohemia so differently than me. Um, that you're going to be able to tell. Even my boyfriend the other day, I was I had someone program some piano for me because I have tendonitis, and he was like, "That doesn't sound like you." And I was like, "It's not." I was like, "I love that you can tell it's not me." You know, he doesn't know anything about music, but I definitely have a sound and a personality and a way I play. And I think that that um, that stays in, in, in my pop music, but then in classical, I'm still the same person. So you know, I still have my my that, way of playing things.
0: That is so beautiful uh, to 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 hear that you can go back to uh, uh, to Chopin. But I think, and I'm just thinking, I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the fact that you had the guts to break all these barricades of classical music and do your own universe, when you come back to Chopin, to Mozart, you are more free somehow when you play. It. You are more yourself, you know, and, and you develop more your, I would say your natural instinct as a pianist that sometimes, you know, you can be tight. You can have uh, uh, handcuffs with the score, you know, because, oh, but what did he mean with that, you know? So you brought all these wonderful uh, universes uh, together and in in that way, you kind of earn your freedom also to play all these uh, wonderful genres the way you love to do it um you're also very philanthropic you have helped so many people uh, around the world and i invite everyone uh, to uh, check your website and follow you on social media and all the great things you're doing uh before we start to say goodbye to each other uh because i know you have you have the piano right behind you <laughs> waiting for you he's 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 calling your name. He's like, Chloe, play me, play me. So So, uh, I would love to ask you, what are your, um, I would say, your next uh, projects? Where where are you going next?
1: Well, right now, this exact moment, as soon as I get off the um, phone Zoom with you, I am working on uh, two new compositions that I wrote uh, that I'll be releasing this fall with a partnership with Krug, the champagne company. Um, And I'm so excited because, you know, they're really supportive of female composers. We need more female composers, more female writers, more female producers. And so it's so great that they partnered with me. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm writing two new orchestral pieces. They're going to be amazing. And I'm so excited. Uh, that's going to come out this fall. And uh, my album is going to come out in vinyl form this fall too. So I'm really excited about that. So it's going to be a, a, an exciting fall. <laughs>
0: Well, you know what? It's called a fall, but you're not falling anywhere. You are only growing, growing, falling and up. growing. And I wish you <laughs> nothing. I'm the king of marketing, honey. You know, that's 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 what it is. No, no, but I, I really appreciate that you taking that time to be with us today on iHeartRadio. It really means a lot. We are going to play your recordings. We are going to play your recordings. We love what you do. I love what you do. And um and honestly big shout out to the Grammys to bring a classical pianist and to mix it with a hip-hop artist like Cardi B this is so important it's just beyond the spectacular performance and all of that it's it's bringing classical piano and this beautiful instrument at the time when you have all these computers and stuff that you know there is still music It's still music and you're bringing so so much to 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 us and i follow i listen to your music all the time on spotify i'm your biggest fan you know i must i must admit you know i'm your biggest fan so uh feel free to send me a percent of all your incomes Uh
1: (laughs) i mean feel free to join my team it's like everyone listening probably thinks you're on my payroll
0: already talking about your team i want to thank from the bottom of my heart max horovitz from Crossover Media, this guy is phenomenal. Big thank you uh, to, to Max, is wonderful. So congratulations, my dear Chloe. Anything you want to say before we say uh, goodbye to each other, you have 10 seconds.
1: I love you, please download my album. I love you, thank you so much. And learn an instrument, it's never too late.
0: <laughs> exactly, oh, I'm so glad you said that. Learn an instrument and perhaps one day you end up doing a duet with Chloe. You know, that could be, Uh, that could be something, you know, and to all, you know, it's funny because Mozart uh, always, he was a pop artist at his time, you know what I mean? So when people say, oh, classical music is, you know, in the back or anything, people don't realize that it's always ahead of of things, you know, because from the, uh, I don't think the antiquity, but from the, the Middle Ages, can you believe we're still playing the same 12 notes? is the same thing and it's works for all genres so i really love what you do chloe thank you thank you thank you thank you i hope people see on the video i'm praying i'm like i'm doing this your blessing <laughs> we love you we love you thank you my dear. i love you thank you, you for being, thank
1: you thank you
0: thank you for being available uh ladies and gentlemen my name is david ceriro i had the pleasure to have today on iheart with you on the culture news the supra talented chloe flower she's one of the greatest pianists I've ever heard. She's more than that. She's a composer. She's not afraid to mix some genres. We are going to play very massively her music. Big shout out to Max Horowitz. And right now we are going to play her music. Stay tuned. It's a beautiful day today on iHeartRadio. We love you.